This is Watson Jordan. I lead the Resilience Initiative where we research and promote resilience from around the globe and back to you. Our big idea, we can develop resilience. Our promise, we'll show you how with inspirational stories and straightforward ideas. Season three explores knowing and understanding your why, how it drives and fortifies our resilience. It's the first step in leveraging our 531 plan. We endorse and work with the Y Institute and their Y.OS algorithm. The nine Ys of this system create the backbone of season three, where each episode focuses on an individual Y. Let's learn about the Y a better way. Today, we are joined by James Madison, who has the why a better way. James Madison is founder, speaker, trainer, coach at On Purpose Life LLC, where he helps executives become more effective and inspiring leaders. He has a wealth of leadership, wisdom, business experience, and genuine passion for guiding leaders who maximize business performance. In 30 years of leadership, James has professionally developed leaders for successful careers while achieving work-life integration for maximum personal fulfillment. James is passionate about igniting the spark in others to learn, grow, and develop to reach their highest potential. He believes that when you live in purpose, on purpose, you'll never work another day in your life. That sounds good. <laughs> James is an Army veteran who served in Germany, participated in Operation Desert Storm. Additionally, he grew up as an Army brat, residing in numerous locations, including Belgium, Paris, Germany, New York, and Arizona. After serving in the military, he spent 25 years in supply chain leadership, operations management, and customer development roles for Fortune 500 companies. Most recently, he was managing director at a leading executive search firm before being led into executive and leadership coaching full-time. James is married to his bride, Kimberly, of seven years, and together they have a blended family of five children. Wow. His focus on faith, family, friends, fitness, and fun are the keys to his success and happiness in life. Welcome to Hashtag Resilience, James. We're thrilled that you've joined us today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What are you excited about? What can we applaud and support? Yeah, I think it, I think it goes with what I'm doing, which is someone asked me recently, what is it you actually do? <laughs> I try not to use the word coach because they get it confused. And I said, you know, I really, at the core essence, just help people be set free to be who they were created to be. Wow. Say that again. Help set people free to be who they were created to be at the simplest. And, and a coach of mine said, we typically do the thing and we're passionate about the thing that we did not have in our lives that we believe yeah. everybody deserves. And that's it. I love that. Yep. Freedom really resonates with, with me kind of 
uh, yeah, it's just so much easier to live an enthusiastic kind of powerful life if I feel like I'm choosing that. Yes. Yeah, that is great. Absolutely. So you talk about living in purpose, on purpose. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to start out just tell us more about that, which I, it sounds great. I bet it's better than that. <laughs> yeah, I discovered through um, Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life years yep. ago, the idea of focus. Also, there was another book called What Color Is Your Parachute? As I was in a pivot place in my life and trying, and both of those centered around purpose. What's the reason that you were created? And when you understand that, the reason I say living in purpose, understand your purpose on purpose, intentionally with passion, right? Yep. That fuels it. Then all the resources, all the blessings, all the things you need to fulfill the purpose, they actually chase after you instead of you having to chase after them. That's the magic. I see kind of a picture of kind of your momentum creating this draft behind you that almost like a vortex kind of pulls it along with you. That's Absolutely. It's what, it's what I call more flow and less hustle. So that's that flow of that vortex, things being attracted and drawn yep. to you that you need versus getting on that hamster wheel and running after the things that you think you need because you don't understand your purpose and who you were created to be. That is right. So I want to ask you a quick question. We both work with the Y Institute and we both are better way people. So we have, <laughs> so this is really has a bias in terms of its tilt. When you, if someone said, what's the difference between your why and a purpose? How do you tease out the distinction there? Because they're connected. Well, if you're lucky, they're connected um, yeah. or fortunate. Yeah. No, the, the, the purpose is the reason for which you were created. And that's really what I help people understand. Like my purpose is to ignite growth. Personally, professionally, spiritually growth. That is what, because I believe growth helps you become the greatest version of yourself, live life to the fullest, be your authentic self, which is where my heart is. So that is my purpose. So I hear that. And one of the things that I've embraced more and more is life is not about figuring out one answer and then you're set for the rest of time. Correct. It's about growth and we grow and we find a new thing. I, sometimes I think about it like a plateau or like when you're climbing a mountain, there's some places where you kind of realize you've made a lot of gain. That's right. The view is great. Mm -hmm. And you kind of go, and the great part is that this is part of a process and there's going to be another great view and I've got to keep, my dad has a saying, uh, you can only coast when you're going downhill. I love that. I've heard that before. Yeah. Yes. So I go, <laughs> kind of go, how can I poke a hole in that? And I kind of go, I cannot, you know, there's no, yeah. And there are no spiritual parking lots. I mean, no, there's not a parking lot. And I, I agree that it's an evolution of growth. And I think of it like this. Initially, there's an awareness of where you are. Like you said, I'm at this plateau. Then there's an acceptance of what got me there versus where I wanted to go. And then there's a new action we take. And then guess what happens? We get to a new level of awareness. And it's like a corkscrew that keeps going up and around and around. And you, and you never stop growing. Otherwise, you're going downhill. Yep. I would talk to my kids about 
they would, and you know, most of the things I talked to my kids about were really things I really wanted to remind myself about. Of course. <laughs> so, and I think athletics is a fun example for things, but they would train for something mm-hmm. running or jumping or field hockey. And then they would have a good experience and I would go great. And I would go, the point is to keep training. And if you liked that outcome, you need to look back and kind of go, what did I do leading up to this? That's right. You know, it was X amount of effort. It was a good coach. It was good instruction. It was not trying to figure it out. And I kind of go, keep doing that. You know, just just go back and keep doing that and less headline reading and more, you know, just turn that crank. Just kind of be the all that energy. Absolutely. I like that. No, that's, and you've, you've probably heard it said too. People will say experience is the best teacher, not evaluated experience is the best teacher. It's what you said. It's going, looking back and reflecting on what worked and what didn't that you get really clear. That's what teaches us, gives us more wisdom. You know, I hear you saying that and I'm going, yeah. And you know what the geniuses in the world do? They don't think that they have to have the personal experience, all of it. They kind of go, well, what if I work with a coach? Like a track coach is such a great experience. Yeah. Who's trained a thousand milers. And I kind of go, I'll just follow some instructions. I'll learn mm-hmm. as much as I can from him. Mm-hmm. And you just get so much further down the road. And it's so much more fun. Absolutely. Because you're you're part of a community. We'll come back to community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I was keen to learn a little bit more. So we've living in purpose on purpose. Mm -hmm. When you, with your clients, how do they benefit from knowing that and more importantly, working with you? So reading the headline, I would guess, gets them nowhere. No. But it's the collaboration. Can you talk a little bit about that collaboration and how they benefited? If, to tell you about the the profile of my clients, they're all very successful executives and entrepreneurs, driven, talented, ambitious. And usually because of that, the rest of their life is out of balance. Mm-hmm. Their personal life, the relationships, the spiritual, the health sometimes. And that's that's who I attract because that was me, of course. I recognize that because I was the person with the velvet handcuffs making the six, multiple six figures. Um, not having enough discretionary free time to enjoy that, uh, working seven days a week on vacations, missing recite. So I recognize that in my clients. And I talk about a way to have more joy and have more integration of life so that the work and the personal and everything else they care about, if you think of the wheel of life, is yep. in balance. And I like to talk about this idea of the wheel. My how is simplified, so I make it really simple. If the wheel is out of balance, there's a lot of stress in, in one's life. There's a lot of three o'clock in the morning problems. I like that. It's kind of a, I'm a handy person. So kind of, so that, but when something is out of balance, it is a lot more pressure everywhere. everywhere. There's usually an acute diagonal, but mm-hmm. everything is out of whack. The other example of that I've heard that I always love is a color wheel. Mm-hmm. If you take one primary color out, it does not look good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. just, that, that orange 
is not orange. It's not orange anymore. Um, Absolutely. And that's what my clients come to me. They don't rec- they don't know those words, but that's what they describe. Stress, anxiety, worry, you know, health issues, but they're very successful by the world standards in terms of work performance, mm. but they aren't necessarily creating significance in their lives. That's the difference. Success, work, significance, and, and I help restore that balance. What's interesting is they never come and ask me this question, but they all say after a few months, I'm lacking joy in my life. I want more joy. I'm successful. I want more joy. Then there must be an element of, and I thought I would be getting more joy because the thing I have more of the thing I was working on. And That's right. this equation is not working right. Whereas, you know, this should be all going really well. Absolutely. How do you, so what's a, a path that you take mm-hmm. working with a client? So the first thing we do is we start out with helping them understand who they are, Mm. their natural wiring. How, what are the things that energize and what drains them? I had a new client that I started with this morning and I had done his assessment to help understand that particular thing through, through something called a core values index. And I reminded him that he is very much energized by solving problems and getting things done. Those are two of the energies, right? And he went, oh, you're right. I can now think of times when I'm doing that, I'm the most excited. I don't even feel like I'm working, right? And that gets at your core, your, your, the biggest font is, yeah, you're on, in purpose, on purpose. You're not working anymore. You're not working. You're You're flowing. You're totally engaged. Totally engaged. He even gave an example where his boss said, oh my gosh, we have all these problems. He said, oh my gosh, we know the problem. I got the energy. Let's go. Yeah. Totally looked at it different because- And he said, thank you for reminding me of that. Then I do the why OS and I help them understand. Now, here's your operating system. I think of it as here's your steering wheel now to steer that energy. And then the last part is your purpose. What is the thing that you were created for? And how do those three things line up? Once my clients understand those, that's the vehicle that they use to navigate towards the true north in their life. I I very much like the the idea of the why and the how and the what from the algorithm mm-hmm. it really identifies for me an environment. Absolutely. That I, if I look in my past that I've seen that I can engineer to happen more often. Absolutely. And the thing you talk about with the purpose that I kind of go, the difference is that's like a ship. That's like a, a vehicle. That's, But the purpose is, all, I think of it like either wind in the sails mm-hmm. or it's some type of fuel, whether it's, you know, getting things going, you know, Absolutely. and so that's, that's fantastic. So you mentioned earlier to me that you have a special offer and I, and I wanted to, to hear about it, but also want to tell all the, the listeners, this will be in the details will be in the episode notes but I thought you could do a better job kind of explaining the offer than I could. Absolutely. This offer is for people that resonate with what I'm talking about, what I do, which is helping again set people free to be who they were created to be. It has resulted in all my clients say they have more joy when we get to the other side of that. If that's you, if that's a listener, one of your listeners, they can reach out on my website and fill out an application for a strategy session. I'd love to have a conversation. And that's, uh, I know the information will be there on my website, onpurpose-life.com backslash strategy session. And I'd love to have a conversation with people to see 
if either I can or other people I know could help them achieve more of what they want out of life. Fantastic. So it's so powerful when you have the moment where you kind of go, this is going to go better if I can find someone to help me. We talked about the track coach before. Exactly. I think it's such a, you know, because coaching is not about getting out of the ditch. It's about going down the road more powerfully, you know, whether that's faster or more elegantly or whatever that going down the road feels like. But yeah, down the road or up, up the mountain. Yeah. And that's where my why of better way like yours is all about continual improvement. Yeah. Like that permanent dissatisfaction with the status quo. Just, you know, you're smiling that incremental 1% improve. It doesn't have to be a lot, but just the fact that you're growing. Yeah. I can't turn it off. I can't either. <laughs> no, I can't, you know, so it's nice to kind of go, yeah, and I don't have to. Right. No, I, I, can, have to. I can keep it to myself sometimes. Yes. But it's the energy is kind of going, wow. Absolutely. Yeah. So in season three of Hashtag Resilience, we're talking about our why and how it's really, a, I think of it as a powerful cornerstone for resilience. Mm-hmm. You know, that knowing that, you know, we have to have some stakes in the ground if we're going to weather a storm. Absolutely. And storms come. And in fact, I kind of go, good. Storms come. That's not a, the problem is if there's never, ever a storm, you're dead. So, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so a storm is, you know, embracing that. So can you tell us just a little bit about your why? Your why is better way. And you mentioned mm-hmm. before, we're both kind of better way people, but I'm, it's always, I'm sure I'll learn something about myself listening to you talk about being a better way person. Absolutely. It's, you know, what's interesting when I uh, identify that it resonated with me immediately. And the second part of that, which is better way and share it. Correct. It isn't just for me. And no. what used to drive me crazy is I would apply that at work, apply that with my teams, apply it with my family and friends, everybody. But now I work with clients that come to me because they want a better way. So I'm 100% fulfilled in being able to be better way and share it with others that are actually looking for it versus I used to maybe help people become a better way that didn't want to become a better way. You right. probably experienced that. <laughs> That's not received as well, right? <laughs> Never answer a question that no one has asked. <laughs> no one has asked. It was more about fulfilling something in me than something somebody wanted. But today as a coach, trainer, speaker, people come to me. I call them my people, people that want to have a better way of life, more balance, more satisfaction. And that's so rewarding for me. I think that's an interesting thing that coaches can do. It's easy to kind of go, oh, well, the coach is like some therapist where I'm going to be asked a lot of questions. I have to figure everything out. Mm -hmm. And I kind of go, there may be coaches like that. And if that works best for you, I hope you find them. Mm -hmm. But that's not how I operate. You know, I kind of go, you know, and I'm not married to my idea about a better way, mm-hmm. but as an innovator, I know if we if we think of 10 better ways, one will work. That's right. And it won't be hard to tell which one is working. Absolutely. And then you double down on that and you kind of go, how can we? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. You follow the energy, I like to say. You follow the energy. I love you talk about the most energy. I love you talk about energy. That's a big and that's not a vague Mm-mm. thing because you, you kind of go. Were you energized today? And it's either, no, I was not. Or it's, yes, um, yes, I was. I was fired up. 
It's pretty. Um, Here's the big thing I noticed, Watson, is a lot of people I work with that are very successful get paid a lot of money at doing things they're good at that absolutely de-energize them. That's the trap. Yeah. Expect me. I'm good. I make a lot of money, but it sucks the life out of me. That's the shift I help people make. When I was in accountancy, that was me. Yeah. I was, I was a pretty good cost accountant Mm -hmm. and it was killing me. Absolutely. So, you know, you want that overlap, you know, you're interested in it and you're good at it, you know, and they want it. (laughs) Yes. Um, not that I'm against accountants, because I kind of go, no. that is fantastic. But it was, Not I, was di- I was dying from the inside out. Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about how you leverage your knowledge about your why, being a better way person. And how do you live your why every day? So that's kind of on a moment by moment, day by day. How do you how do you live your why? Yeah, like I said before, I, I think about how can I be powerfully present in every interaction I have, whether it's with my clients, my wife, to really listen, listen for the person versus the problem, and then ask the right questions, honestly, to bring an awareness to a better way. Like, I could think of a better way for them. That's not what they're asking for. If they can become aware of where they are versus where they want to be in any situation, it could be simple could be something like a career, could be something like what to do with a child, then that's what my gift is, is really just asking those curious questions that lead to a better way, but really help them to get there versus me be the consultant that just says, here is the better way. I think that's what I've learned to do differently now that I understand it better. Well, if you've gained skill and experience being present with where you are, on a as the day unfolds that is a powerful thing to learn and to get better at because my experience is the better i get at it the more i'm aware that i really have a long way to go <laughs> that's right <laughs> you're exactly right because it's it's so much more challenging than it sounds Mm. so absolutely but that that being this is my aim every day to be powerfully present in every connection that i have whether it's talking to you here now my client at 7 30 this morning the person at starbucks just being powerfully present and listening and connecting so we we joked before we went on the air about turning our phones off Mm -hmm. so i want to be the person who does that. I want to be the person at a meeting who's paying attention to the person that's talking. Mm -hmm. So I turn my phone off a lot. So just, I'm wondering, do you always have your phone on? Do you turn it off? Do you have, because I think it's such a powerful tool that does so much for us. It does. And I want to keep it a tool that I use not a master that I answer to. You said it. That's what it is. It is the thing that it's a tool for us, but it doesn't run us. And I I read something this morning talking about simplifying. It says, what do you need to let go of? And I think it's what we started. The fear of missing out the FOMO keeps us with the phone over, but I like JOMO, joy of missing out. So I turn that phone over. It's always on vibrate. It's out of the way. If I'm on a call like this, it, we just have to set those boundaries and it's easy to slide back into them. 
But that's a key, I think, to being powerfully present is you cannot multitask. I, I, I have found connecting with people, the chance for that to happen is easier if my phone's in the car. Absolutely. Yes. Because I get distracted. I'd like to say I don't, but I get distracted. We do. We do. And, the, and I always say the call that you miss, if it's an emergency, they'll call 911. Yeah. You won't solve an emergency anyway. <laughs> yeah. I joke with my wife. I kind of go, we need to get back on track. But I go, yeah, I, if my phone's on, I feel like I should answer it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in a place where I kind of go, I don't want to be interrupted, I should turn it off. I should make it not an interruption. Absolutely. So you're right. Yeah. Cause I'm, yeah. Interesting. Well, I want to talk a little bit about our five, three, one plan. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, we have five people in our inner circle and we better like who they are. And we joke, <laughs> we joke before a real upgrade to my five. If they all look like me, I'm really limiting how powerful that group can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talk about three communities that we invest in and harvest from. You know, my example is I go to yoga. You know, they need people to go to yoga that get their own time to get on their mat. Right. And I need a place to go where they're teaching yoga, where I can go and get on my mat. So that's mm-hmm. a community where, you know, everybody wins because I invest in it and benefit from it. And we talk about a core belief, you know, which is kind of a North Star. I think of that kind of underneath the purpose umbrella, although not right. exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So of those three, is, which one resonates with you today? And how do you connect that to your why? Absolutely. It's funny that you say today, because today is the one year anniversary of my mother's promotion to heaven. March 28th last year, she went to heaven. So it's funny that you say today. Mm-hmm. Because the core belief that she always spoke to us about, and I was reflecting on this morning, is live life to the fullest with no regrets. Mm. And for me, that's where that better way, being your authentic self, she used to say, act your shoe size, not your age. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who are you really inside? Yeah. Freedom, this idea, I think in a lot of what I do has come from her. And so that core belief today means even more than any other time. And I can see it looking back in my business, helping people be set free to live their life to the fullest. I love that you talk about energy and freedom. Freedom, that's yes. Very, that's like the twin engines of comp. Woo. <laughs> Powerful stuff. Yeah, that's really, um, what a great... Uh, what a great way to honor your mom, Mm, you know, is knowing kind of go so impactful and the life I'm living reflects the investment she made in you that our parents make in us. Um, Thanks for sharing that. That really is, it's a powerful day. Very powerful. So we're now kind of at our quick strike round, which is super fun. So first, what book are you reading? You know, when it comes to principles and purpose, it's the Bible. That's my daily book. 
that's where I get a lot of the foundation for a lot of what I do in life. Do you follow kind of a scripted plan or an annual piece or part of a Bible study where you go with that uh, with some direction? I've got multiple um, things that show up each day in different mediums and I'll kind of scan each one and one will connect that I need that day and I'll just go deeper. What I love about the Bible, it's the book that when you read it, it reads you. And that's why I go to it each day. Cause even if I read the same thing as a few weeks, I'm now different and it means something different to me. And without a doubt, somebody I'll coach or talk to will need something I learned that morning in that study. That's what I love about it. It's not for me. Fantastic. And that the book reading us, I think is such a incredible concept because every day has a different tenor. That's like right. This morning, my daughter flew back to Houston this morning. So we left at 4.30 a.m. to take her to the airport. Now, I like getting up in the morning. 4.30 mm-hmm. is not when I normally wake up. Right. But if I can be a part of supporting her, <laughs> the, the, the time doesn't matter. You know, so, um, but it's a different day than, you know, when I normally wake up like at 530 or six. That's right. Yeah. And so whatever I come in contact with resonates with me differently. So music. So when you need to get going, what do you listen to? I'm a dancer. I love to dance. So anything dance related, I'm a child of the eighties, nineties dance music, but today When I need to get going or doing something, I listen to salsa music. I love Latin dance. Zumba is my favorite cardio exercise these days. Wow. So I crank up the Zumba uh, music on my Pandora station if I have to do something that I am not so motivated to do it, and it just automatically carries me through. I think music's a great tool Mm -hmm. because part you talk about energy, and I think a lot about enthusiasm. And for me, that part of that comes from movement. Because you know, there are parts of my day where I really want to embrace stillness mm-hmm. or I kind of want to be at one with the universe. But there are other times where I need I need to get moving. So that is great. Now, you, we're going to advice, but you talk about fitness as an element that you give some attention to. So do you do things in fitness beyond dancing or is that kind of your current uh, where you put your energy? That's my favorite cardio, but I do the push-ups, the abs, the legs. I do a little routine every single morning in my home that really wakes me up beyond the caffeine of coffee, to be honest with you. That's the primary reason other yeah. than fitness. <laughs> I just get the blood flowing first thing in the morning. I, I kind of go, yeah, I need to. There's a saying we're spiritual beings having a physical experience. That's right. And I go, mm. and then I go, yeah. And we're having a physical experience. We're having a physical experience. Yeah. We are. So <laughs> I'm going to do physical. some pull-ups, you know, when I, and I feel like the machine yes. loves activity. You know, but it loves a balanced day where there's some real activity and there's some real stillness and there's, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm an active person and that it makes a huge difference huge in the difference. quality of 
if I want, I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good father. I want to be a good son. And it's getting that, that wheel right. Getting the wheel right. Yeah, so great. Yeah. So the best advice you've ever gotten. Be you. Just be. Don't try to spend time doing what others expect, but just be you. And that comes from that being your authentic self, living life to the fullest, that theme. And it's interesting. The reason why is because in most of my life, I was not. I was always fitting in as an army brat, traveling around the world, different places, always. I never felt like I was myself. And that's why this message is so passionate to me and what I do, because there's a very specific, unique things we've been given. And if we just be ourselves and let everybody be themselves, the world will be a whole much better place. I like that. Speaking of that, so be you is the best advice, which I think is dynamite. I've gotten intrigued in kind of what people think is the world's biggest problem, or if they want to flip that around to kind of go, what solution would you deliver to the world that you think would have the most benefit or impact? I think it would be love and acceptance or love through acceptance. The world spends so much time pointing out each other's differences and why we disagree, why we're, if we could accept others for their unique contributions back to being you, yeah, it gives everybody freedom to stand in their superpowers and just be powerful. Boy, that would change the world. Wouldn't it? Kind of go. One person at a time, one city at a time. <laughs> well, we're at the end of our episode about Better Way with James Madison. Thank you so much. And at the end, we say goodbye, listeners. Goodbye, listeners. Thank you for joining Hashtag Resilience. Please reach out to me with questions and subscribe so that we can fortify your resilience moving forward. Go to hashtagresilience.com, which is all one word, to learn more. Links and details from this episode are in the notes section. Spread the word.